what do you what do you think about the the squad selection? When we spoke about it earlier in the week with Bo Casson, do you think they'll play the extra bat? Will they will they stick with Connolly at seven? Um, a lot will depend on who their bowlers are. Yep. I think I think that the whole balance of the side is going to be decided on the fitness of Richardson and you know whether they can go in with the, just the five specialists or whatever it might be. But um, yeah, I, that that's the thing that they've had as an advantage is that they can pick and choose. You know, they they're able to rest players and guys step up. Whatever they pick is still going to be very very difficult mm. to beat. Um, but they might just go the tried and true. Hey, um, there were a couple of absolute screamers in the the BBL game on Sunday, which we broadcast on Sport FM. Nick Hobson himself was dismissed by an incredible catch from Will Sutherland, a one hander in the right hand as he backpedalled from mid-off. Well, Nick Hobson decided when he had his chance in the field, he might go one better. This is how it was described on Sport FM on Sunday. Turner, one for 21, his figures, as he throws the ball high into the air, and it's hit into the deep Brilliant catch! Nick Hobson throwing himself! It looked like he was going over his head! If we talk about Superman catches. That, that is a Superman, Superman catch. That was very, very the good. Air and took it just inside the rope at deep square leg. Critchley got a good piece of that. And as we see a replay, back he goes. And that might have trumped Will Sutherland from earlier on in the day. Uh, Nick Hobson, from the disappointment of, of uh, being dismissed by a screamer, decided to take one himself in the Optus Stadium outfield. Joe Richardson was in raptures in commentary. He said, go back and kick a goal. He was in the goal square. There at Optus Stadium when it's football season, out at deep mid-wicket to the long boundary uh, there at Optus Stadium. Let's have a chat to Nick Hobson about that catch, about the season. He's been a key part of the side and he's hoping there's two more wins to seal a BBL title for the Scorchers. Nick, good morning. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to, to be speaking to you, Nick. Um, where does that catch rate amongst the great catches that you've taken? You spent a lot of time out in the outfield in this BBL. Where does that catch rate for you? Yeah, um, no, it has to be up there. Um, it's been a lot of fun, actually, being out in the know the wide outfield of Optus and um yeah I was just happy to one get off the ground and, and secondly for that one to, to stick but um yeah look it's been a really fun season and um hopefully we can continue with another win on tomorrow. <laughs> Jai, Jai was uh was pretty happy in commentary with us with that catch and said go back and kick a goal you're in the goal square there at Optus Stadium where it would be during footy so did you play footy as a kid? I did I did I grew up on a big West Coast Eagles fan so um definitely the dream growing up was um in the winter was to, to be an AFL footballer with the Eagles and in, and in summer was to play cricket. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely a big pocket down there and um, it, it had that moment that I was going back with the flight and all I'd do was turn around and, and kick it straight through the middle. <laughs> Nick, have you been sort of assigned that sort of area? Is that what happens in 2020 cricket, that um, fieldsmen and, and guys are, are given specific roles and even if it means running from one side of the ground to the other that you take on that role in certain positions yeah definitely um basically the role in the, in the fields you spent to um be one of those square of the wicket fieldsmen um usually on the bigger side um and then you, you kind of at a deep cover or, or a deep square um and it just helps with angles that you're consistent with most of the tournament um and then yeah, if you need, you can run to the other side of the, the ground lay. But to be honest, usually you stick one side and um, Cameron Bancroft usually does the other side or Stevie Eskenazi um, and Ash Agar when we have them is usually out in one of those big pockets as well. So, yeah, it just really helps with um, the consistency of um, your fielding and uh, just kind of the energy in the field, really. 
It's a pretty good pitch. Wasn't it at Optus Stadium the other night? I think Eskenazi and Bancroft got you off to an absolute flyer, 63 in the power play, and it set up what was a very high-scoring game of cricket. Yeah, look, that was an amazing start. I think traditionally this season, the power plays haven't been um, amazing for the batting teams, but the last couple of games, um, they've been a bit more high-scoring, and you know that was that was a perfect start. And I think guys just getting, I don't know, just the, the more games we're playing, the better we're adjusting to the pitch and the speed of the wicket. So um, that was a fantastic start, and I think that was kind of the blueprint of how we want to approach our cricket. Obviously, the score of two hundred plus is um, not easy to replicate, but. Um, I think the way we went about it and the intent we showed was perfect, so hopefully we can bring that again tomorrow. Um, we play the wicket so well. I mean, not just with our batting, but the bowling as well. Is it um, an advantage for our bowlers in comparison to what they experience over East you know, and the opposition coming here for the bounce and the pace? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just um biggest thing is the length over here. Um, we've been really good about bowling that back for length, um, particularly about as a set. Uh, and then we've been, I think, in the power play, it's been a real strength of our bowling is to be able to take wickets, um, not giving them any freebies, any easy drives to get off the mark. So hopefully that can be the case. And um, the Sydney have a guy called Steve Smith who's been doing all right, so hopefully uh, he can be one of our early wickets uh, tomorrow. That'd be nice. Uh, just keep it around his throat on a constant basis, and that might help. Hey, Aaron Hardy, <laughs> um, he bowled an over last week. We've all been thinking, oh, he's been injured. I mean, he's, he's fit and healthy to bowl, isn't he? Yeah, I think if he's if he's needed, he'll um, he'll be bowling in the, in the finals. My understanding, so um, you know it's an extra string to our bow. Really, we haven't needed him for a lot of the tournament from bowling perspective, but it does give us that, that flexibility. So yeah, he bowled him over the other night. And we'll have to wait and see on the, on the balance of our team and, and how that plays out. But look, the options there, and he's just such a versatile cricketer, and obviously made his name at the bat this season. He's been phenomenal. So um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how that all plays out. All right, now you hit Matt Kelly. Um, from all accounts, it was your fault. Is how is he, your mate? Yeah, he's much better. Thanks. Yeah, seen him the last few days. He was, um, you know, no one likes to see anyone get hit um, on the cricket field. And um, yeah, when he went down, it wasn't the best feeling. But um, I think, as uh, one of the other boys put it, he's instead of being a ten out of ten with good looks, he's now a nine out of ten with a few stitches in his face. But um, <laughs> look, he, he's much better. He's he's swelling's gone down around his face. He's a lot more himself when I saw him yesterday, so um, but that's the most pleasing thing. And then um, we'll have to see from a cricket perspective how that gets ticked off and when that is exactly. I'm not too sure, but um, yeah, from a personal point of view, he's going a lot better, which is great. Oh, well, that's a conversation, Pete. He'll be able to attract even more of them, so that'll even better. <laughs> um, David, the pain that's come in, um, the the job that he's done, it's put a bit of pressure on uh, Beridoff, I suppose, for for spots in the team. It's going to be very competitive this week, but. He's fitted in really well. Yeah, he's been fantastic. I think um, I hadn't seen much of him at all, um, to be honest, before this big bash, but he's got that ability to bowl um, and swing the ball in the power play. And then also he's got really clever change of pace, which really effective over East when we played those games. So he bowls, you know, the games he's played, he's bowled two tough overs in the first four. I mean, there's only two fielders out and quite often that power surge over as well. So he's been a terrific addition to our team and, like you said, I wouldn't want to be a selector trying to pick the um, the bowling attack for this game. But, um, yeah, he's been he's been fantastic. Nick Hobson's with us. Perth Scorchers in action tomorrow night. The qualifier at Optus Stadium against the Sydney Sixers. Nick, you've had a change in role. At the start of the tournament, you batted three. 
and then Aaron Hardy's gone up to number three with his injury and not bowling, and you moved into a bit of a hitting role in the middle order. How did you find that change, and um, do you feel comfortable in the changing role now in the middle order? Yeah, I've actually quite enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, albeit there's probably been um, a fair few games where I haven't been needed in that role, which is it's a good sign that our top order have been getting the runs, really. But, um, yeah, it's something I worked on a lot during the off-season was trying to um, improve my hitting in, in that middle order role because I thought, um, generally speaking, when you get your internationals and your um, Australian players back, they're back near the top. So just having that flexibility, and that's kind of how it's worked for the, for the majority of this tournament. Um, so, yeah, look, I've really enjoyed it. it um, something a little bit different but it's also very clear quite often the game um, is dictated to when you come out the position you're in so um, yeah we'll wait and see what, what that looks like tomorrow but um, yeah I've actually really enjoyed it Bo Casson suggested your six off Nathan Lyon at the SCG was deprived of a few extra metres as part of the broadcast because it was still on the way up is that true? It was a big hit <laughs> um, Yeah look it was a nice strike we, um, yeah a nice little highlight there um, I don't know about it on the way up, but um, yeah, I'll take whatever the media which they gave me there. I just um, got down on one knee, swung through it, and um, lucky it came out of the middle. But um, look, it's a really good rivalry we've had with the Sixers, and that was the first time I've actually played in one of those games at the SCG that night. And there was definitely a bit of extra buzz there, so hopefully, um, well, I'm sure it'll be the same tomorrow night with an even bigger crowd. Well, you talk about buzz. They've, they've sold well over 30-odd thousand tickets now. They reckon 45, probably. How do you feel about that? I mean, it must be something that, well, you really look forward to, just being able to show your skills in, in front of a crowd like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. The guys, there's just a real buzz. I think around the BBL this year, particularly, I'd say this back half, um, the guys have noticed a big improvement in the crowds. And Perth have always had really strong crowds. But, yeah, like you said, if we manage to get over 40,000, I think that'd be... Terrific for cricket in Western Australia and the BBL product. So, yeah, it's a real buzz to play in front of those crowds. I think we had 33 the other night, um, and that was really, really loud, particularly at the end when the game was getting close. So, um, yeah, everyone can't wait. So just leading into it, like today, do you, do you look at and plan against the Sixers or we've played them enough times, it's really worrying about our own game and, and with the sort of with the bowlers and the... And the captain will be able to sort out the, the plans to each batsman. Do you spend much time in the planning aspect? Um, I think it's kind of a, a little bit individual. From um, I guess from a batting perspective, I'll, I'll individually have a look at some of their bowlers. Particularly, they might change bringing an extra seamer um, with the conditions potentially. Um, and they've also got a couple of spin options which they'd consider. So you just kind of. Um, review that on an individual basis, and then um, the captain will go through with the bowlers the different different bowling plans they have to the Sixers batters. But overall, I think in general you are trying to focus on on your own game, what we do well, um, go back to our strengths and, and what we know at Optus um, around the conditions. And like you said, I think that's the main focus. And individually, guys can um, take away what they need in terms of the opposition. Hey, tell us a little bit about Stephen Eskenazi. It's a fair story. He's a bit of a journeyman. He's experienced a few different. Uh, countries and conditions in his cricketing life, uh, but he's been a great addition at the top of the order. Just tell us a little bit about Stephen. You play with him at Claremont Netherlands. Yeah, look, he's been he's been fantastic to have around um, the squad. He, you know, myself, Matt, and Joel Paris played under 11s with him um, back in the day. So, um, you know, he went to school here in Perth, and then when he was 19, went over to the UK um, with a British passport and um, has played his cricket with Middlesex ever since. So. He was, he was coming over just to play club cricket um, with us for a couple of months 
down at Claremont Netherlands this summer and then um, the opportunity came up with Perth. He's, you know, people might not realise he's got the most runs in the last three years um, in the T20 Blast competition over in England, so he's done a fantastic job over there for Middlesex. Um, and I think he's just, I know, bought some attacking flair at the top of our innings, um, albeit he probably hits it in different spots um, in the field than, than guys would traditionally um, over in Australia. So he's fitted in seamlessly. He's played a lot of cricket with guys um, at a junior level, so he knew, knew a lot of the team very well. So, look, it's been fantastic. And, yeah, if um, if some of us can be together for a final tomorrow and, and hopefully a grand final after that, I think it'd be a great little story. Nick, I heard Cameron Bancroft do media a couple of days ago and he spoke about how he's he's never played in a Scorchers title. He's been there on the bench and part of the squad but hasn't played in a Scorchers title, an active role. Is that something that drives you and, and some of the guys who haven't been a part of the Scorchers' success in the past? Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, last year was fantastic. I was um, part of the squad, same as Cameron, um, and people would probably forget Aaron Hardy was running the drinks as well um, last year, albeit, you know, such a big change in the squad from year to year. So, yeah, it's definitely something that drives me, um, just looking at, you know, the buzz around the BBL and, and what it means to, to win one. Um, it's definitely a driving factor, and hopefully um, that can be us in a bit over a week's time. We wish you well. Nick, thanks for your time this morning, and hopefully another screamer in the outfield. Some runs for you and a win for the Scorchers tomorrow night. Go well.